Hey everyone, and welcome to the Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo. For the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred March 16th. As you know, we here at The Year Was are big fans of space exploration and the universe. There have been and will continue to be multiple episodes that have touched on it before in the past, from Volstok and Sputnik to Apollo. We've even spoken about the patron saint of the podcast, William Herschel, whom you will remember as the man who discovered Uranus. As always, pause for laughter. Today I thought we would go back into the comforts of the space race and take a look at a mission that, spoiler alert, did not go as planned. The year was 1966, and on this day, March 16th, Gemini 8 launched into orbit carrying Neil Armstrong and David Scott. So let's talk Gemini 8. Gemini 8 was the sixth manned spaced flight that NASA sent into space at least as far as the Gemini program was concerned. It was also the first space flight for both crew members, the already mentioned Armstrong and Scott. Gemini was the middle child of the space race falling between Mercury and Apollo, but it was perhaps the most important as its missions were able to fine-tune, experiment, and train astronauts for the upcoming Apollo program and its voyage from the Earth to the Moon. Publicly, the objective of Project Gemini was to demonstrate human endurance and the endurance of the equipment for extended periods, to rendezvous and dock with another vehicle while also maneuvering the combined vehicles, to perform extravehicular activities or EVAs, and to perfect atmospheric re-entry and touchdown on pre-selected locations. Some notable accomplishments of the program were Gemini 4, where Ed White became the first American to perform an EVA, and Gemini 5, where they demonstrated the eight-day endurance that was needed for Apollo. By the time Gemini 8 came around, they had done the EVA, they had done the endurance. With 6A, they had done the rendezvous with 7, but they had still not done a space docking. Now, as you already know, something didn't go right. But what was it? The launch went well, and so did the dinner, with its target vehicle being launched roughly two hours before the manned ship. Once in orbit, Gemini 8 was tasked with meeting up with its target object, the Agena, dock, and then release. In the first six hours, Gemini had to be maneuvered nine times in order to be in position for the procedure. That number seems both high and low to me. Armstrong and Scott visually inspected the Agena and after seeing that the docking hatch had not been damaged, were given the go-ahead to dock. In minutes, docking was complete and Gemini and NASA had another successful mission. Houston, we are docked. It was a real smoothie. But then, things took a turn. 
Before docking, it was thought the Agena's altitude control system was not working properly, but they determined that this was not an issue. I tell you this because I need to tell you that NASA had given the order to abort should an abnormality occur. So, once the two ships docked, they needed to reposition themselves, and the Agena went into its programming and made the necessary adjustments in order to move the ship 90 degrees. The trouble here was that they did not stop at 90, and they began to roll. Scott was the first to notice this, and any attempts made to correct the issue were unsuccessful as the roll would immediately start again. Armstrong saw that the orbit altitude and maneuvering system for Gemini had lost about 30% of its fuel, and the call was made that since the problem could be with Gemini 8, it was time to undock and figure out what exactly was going wrong. The problem here, again, was the roll. They struggled to keep both ships in check to safely undock, which took some doing, but Armstrong was able to, and Scott hit the undock button. It was then that things got much worse, as without the added weight of Agena, Gemini 8 began rolling again, only this time much worse. It was so bad it reached a 296 degree per second tumble, which is very bad. Scott would later praise Armstrong for his part in Gemini 8 because he made the decision to shut down the orbit altitude maneuvering system and begin using the re-entry control system, or RCS, on Gemini's nose to stop this deadly spin. The guy was brilliant. He knew the system so well, he found the solution. He activated the solution under extreme circumstances. It was my lucky day to be flying with him. It took 30 minutes to regain control of the ship and 53 pounds of fuel needed to perform the re-entry procedure. With so little fuel left and the safety that should the RCS be engaged for any reason, NASA and the astronauts made the call to abort the mission and bring Gemini 8 back to Earth. A recovery ship was sent to the new landing site and 8 returned safely and with no incident. So what went wrong? Upon investigation, it was determined that the problem was most likely an electrical short that caused a thruster malfunction that initiated the spin on Gemini 8. Because of this abrupt end to the mission, Gemini 8 would not be able to complete all of its mission goals, including an EVA and the testing of a self-contained oxygen pack designed for the astronauts, although these would be performed as well as a successful docking procedure in later missions. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.